I'm a big believer in redemption, um, which I think we all should be, you know, because that's, you know, Jesus came to this earth to give us a shot at redemption. And, um, and I think as foster parents, we should always be hoping for redemption and reunification. This is the Single Mom Cast. I'm Mel Hyatt. And I'm Pam Keneally. And today we have just a gift for you, a I gift. think, Pam. A gift. She has a bow on top over there. Oh, my goodness. A gift with a red bow on top. <laughs> we spend a lot of time as a staff praying for our single moms, thinking about our single moms, preparing things for them, just all of this stuff. And Pam and I thought, what a gift we could give you to share that world behind the scenes with our listeners. So today we have a member of our staff, Lauren, here with us. Lauren, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> Just a little insight. Lauren does a lot behind the scenes. If you call or email or register, she's the one. And I think you're most comfortable behind those scenes, right? Yeah, I would probably say so. So right now <laughs> is not your comfort zone. At, at least it's not TV. Yes. So yeah. this helps. Yeah. Lie, we so. all look beautiful and they'll never know. <laughs> yes. So Lauren, first, I just wanted to thank you for being brave. And I know you were like, I just, I'm a little nervous. And Pam and I were like, well, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so glad you're here. Yes, we are. And you guys, Lauren is, um, if I could describe her, she's been on staff for over a year now. I'm trying to think, is that right? About a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So anyway, if I could pick one word for Lauren, she is sweet. She is competent with a capital C. She's the best mother ever, you know, of little Lola and Eric and her husband, Corey. So great. And just a team player like none other. But I just marvel at her motherhood role as a foster mom. So we are excited to talk to her about that. So, Lauren, is there anything you want our moms to know that we haven't said already? Um, well, I, yeah, well, what Pam said, I am a foster mom and, um, our two kids came to us through foster care and adoption. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's anything. Okay. Okay. She's not going to sit there and say, yes, I am competent. Yes, I am a doll. She's not going to say that. So you have to take my word. But let me just start out and say, Lauren, what is your favorite thing about working for a rise? Um, there are a lot of really great things about working for a rise. And I would say, um, <clears throat> the fact that I'm here is like such a blessing. And I think God, you know, definitely had a hand in that, but I think I would say my favorite thing would be the people, like the people that, um, I work with and also the people we're serving. Um, our team is just a major blessing. And also, um, I don't know, it brings me a lot of joy to know that we are making a difference in, um, some lives of others. Absolutely. So. And Lauren, who's your favorite coworker? <laughs> <laughs> She'll have to say me because I'm her boss. <laughs> okay, but anyway, I was about ready to say Mel wasn't that sweet. She gave us a plug. That was really <laughs> smart, Lauren. That was really smart. But you guys, she really is amazing. Lauren, tell us, why did you decide to be a foster parent? And can you tell us more about your history as a foster, foster parent? Yeah, so... Um, I, I have sometimes mixed feelings about saying that it was a calling. I mean, I certainly believe that the Lord calls us to different things. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, it 
I don't know, I can feel like it can be a little scary to some people to hear that maybe someone has a calling and someone doesn't. But um, a big thing, too, about foster care that I've kind of realized or that I realized early on um, is, you know, I've never been very good at evangelism. Um, Like Mel, you said, you know, being behind the scenes is where I'm most comfortable. So I'm not really super comfortable at just going out and, you know, sharing the gospel. But, um, but the great thing about foster care is it really is gospel work. And um, just when you think about how how great it can be to love these children and to love their families and to love them well, um, especially at a time that can be very chaotic for a lot of people. Um, it's just a really great opportunity to, um, to be Jesus to so many different people that are involved. Um, in my history as a foster parent, so we became certified in 2019. Um, and it was the day after we signed our paperwork, um, we got our first phone call. Uh, Yeah. And, um, we had never been parents before and it was a sweet little, um, 19 month old boy. Um, so he came to live with us and, um, He was with us for, well, he's still with us, but um, then in 2020, we learned that his bio mom was pregnant and um, that the child would go into state custody. So um, we picked up his sister from the hospital in 2020, um, and then uh, the case moved towards adoption towards the beginning of 2021. So we adopted them um, in 2021. So that's kind of where we're at right now, but hoping to, um, open again to additional foster children soon. So, you know, I love that. What I heard you say initially, and maybe moms, you are thinking maybe you want to foster a child. I just, I heard you say it was a calling that God placed it on your heart, but I also heard that you have compassion for this calling. And it just reminds me of how Jesus had compassion for children as well. Not only that, he had compassion that the Lord feels for, and I looked it up, there's 163 million orphans and vulnerable children in the U.S. So you know his heart is for them. And the fact that he laid it on your heart for them is something so touching and valuable. He hasn't laid it on my heart, but I just respect you so much that you took that calling and that here you are today sharing that podcast with well, us. Pam, those numbers are startling. I once heard, um, I had went to a little thing at my church and they had said that if every, um, they had done a study that if every household that attends church would foster or adopt that it would eradicate that Mm. Would you say 169 million? 163 million. 163 million. Wow. So, Lauren, thank you for. I heard that and I was just like, wow, but I already have five kids in my house. So, (laughs) I I heard the Lord say, no, Lauren can do that. (laughs) Lauren, I have a friend, Jessie, who is a foster mom and she's single. And in my eyes, she is heroic for all of the reasons. Um, but I was recently having a conversation with her and I could just see the like guilt and shame on her face that she felt admitting that this was a really hard season. Um, and to have the freedom to say, this is really hard and not a lot of people understand the hard in it. And so I wanted to ask this question for her. And because I think that what you have to say is going to be so important, but what has been the hardest part of this journey of fostering and adopting and all of those things in one? 
Yeah, I mean, there are definitely a lot of hard things and, and like you said, hard seasons. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, the hardest thing, which, you know, we haven't had to say goodbye to any kids that we've cared for, which I know that is what scares a lot of people is having to care for a child and then letting them go. Um, but for me, the hardest thing was definitely just submitting to the Lord and to the Lord's will. Um with foster care, you know, control is just kind of separated among so many different people. Like you have the bio parents that have a little bit of control, which as they should, because these are their children. And then you as the foster parent have a little bit of control over the child because they're living in your home. And then the state has some control because, you know, the child is in the state's custody. And so, um, and then above all that, of course, you know, God has all of that control. Um, so just knowing that, like finding that balance between all those different parties and then, yeah, really just trusting and um, trusting in God and his will for the child and his plan for the child. And like, no matter what that is, you have to just submit that, um, which is really not easy. But yeah. but when you do, you know, it does kind of make it easier in other ways. So it's I've often thought that foster parents are the most Christ-like in a sense of that. I mean, Jesus put everything on the line for us. This is kind of a gospel thing, but I think about this a lot. He put it all, he died on the cross for our sins, hoping that we would stick with him mm -hmm. and that we would stay with him, right? Um, and it's sort of that same thing that you, it's so selfless that you're pouring into this child. And sometimes maybe people are just doing it just to be a foster, just to be a safe haven for a moment. But I know for my friends that have done this, it's like, I'm putting all of my chips in, hoping that this makes a difference, hoping that I get to adopt this child. And I just think that's the most Christ-like thing to push it all in for them knowing that you might not ever see them again. And so, man, I can't imagine. Exactly. You know, sometimes I think of a slogan for, sing for single moms, and it's, you know, it's motherhood is for the good, the bad. You have the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's good days, bad days, days that feel ugly. But for the foster mom, I think it'd be good, bad, and sticky. You've got <laughs> sticky situations all the time. With that being said, Mel, what, I mean, Lauren, what is a good piece of advice that you would give to another person foster parent that says it is good bad and sticky or what advice would you have for foster parents I think if I could give like one piece of advice to a foster parent it would be um to do what you can to support the bio family um from the very beginning which I know obviously there are safety concerns sometimes or um you know you have to protect the child of course that's number one but also um supporting the bio parent can be beneficial to so many people um it's as it's beneficial to the child it can be beneficial to you and of course it's beneficial to the bio parent um I'm a big believer in redemption um which I think we all should be you know because that's you know Jesus came to this earth to give us a shot at redemption and um and I think as foster parents, we should always be hoping for redemption and reunification. And um, I mean, a big plus of if you are able to support the bio family, then their likelihood of you seeing the child when they go home is, you know, higher. Mm -hmm. um, 
And just, you know, when you think about it, um, most people have a hard time doing anything with no support behind them. And, you know, if you knew someone was rooting for you to fail, that would mm-hmm. make it even more difficult. And so um, it can just be a really beautiful thing to, um, you know, have that support um, and show love in that way. Mm. You know, I want you to answer this. And, of course, the answer is yes, because you're a mother. But but do you ever get stressed out with the little ones? I mean, the fact that you fostered them and what is your stressed out comfort, your stressed out barometer look like at times? Oh, man. Um, you I guess never it, get stressed <laughs> out, do you, Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, no, I definitely get stressed out. Um, I... <clears throat> Um, I guess it would depend on, you know, what's happening that day. I usually get stressed if we're going to be late to something. Um, But, yeah, I don't know what my barometer would look like. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask that is because perhaps you're a single mom listening and you are fostering a child. You are. And you're glad I mentioned that because you're like, I shouldn't be so stressed out or this shouldn't be so hard. Or, But I wanted to remind you that... um, wanted you to remind me a verse in Isaiah that I read this morning that as a mother comforts her child so I will comfort you and you will be comforted so as a mother you just think that that a mother comforts her child the same way you comfort that child I hope you are open up your heart this moment and letting the Lord comfort you because that's what he wants to do and I want to remind you that in the midst of the hurry and there's no time for yourself and and the, there's hard to have a routine and all these things i want to remind you that god's word says whatever you do your work work hardly for the lord knowing that the lord will receive your your work and you'll be rewarded and i mel i can't think of any geographic of motherhood that will be more rewarded than these moms that are listening today that are fostering these children and for and for lauren Yeah. The reward is great. Because, you know, I think I have to parent my kids or there's great consequences. Uh You're, you chose this. And I, my, my stress barometer is high and I created them and it's, they stress me out because they're like me. And so there's moments where I get to say, oh, I know what he's feeling because I feel that way. You're like, I, I don't, I don't know the DNA of this little monster right now, but I know it's, I mean, you know, and so I just, I think that that is, you're navigating a path with a map, but it's dark outside, you know? And so I just, I love that. I wanted to go back to your piece of advice um, from something that I got to experience in a group at my church of single moms that meet. And there's a mom in our group that had just got custody back of her boys. And there's a mom in our group that is fostering and they had never met. It was one of their first times. And um, the one that was fostering was sharing her frustration Mm -hmm. that the bio parents were not doing what they were supposed to do. They weren't doing the drug test. They weren't showing up. And she was angry and you could see it and the mom who had just got her kids back so bravely said hey can I speak into this from my perspective I was that person and I didn't have a car and I didn't have anyone telling me how to do this and I was just trying to survive and I desperately wanted my kids back but there were all of these I had I had work and and it was this moment where we were all sitting back going 
oh my goodness, God is so good at his job and he's playing chess right now. <laughs> because <laughs> both of their minds, they were seeing into each other's. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, they were both crying and hugging each other and thanking each other. Mm -hmm. And the one who just got her kids back was like, thank you for loving my kids, even though it wasn't her kids, right? So and then she was going, thank you for telling me. I needed that grace. I saw them as failures, not as people struggling and humans. And so it was, it was this big moment for me. And just to remember that perspective might be really great and to you know I don't know what that looks like but I just sat back going God you are crazy <laughs> this is so cool and I will never forget that moment I think I shared it with the staff yes. of you guys something yeah. crazy happened That's really amazing, so. so okay here's my loaded question for you and just be honest Lauren I know like don't worry about anyone's feelings in this how would you say that parenting is different um, from parenting as a foster parent or an adoptive parent yeah, I think there are some obvious differences. Um, like, you know, if you have a child who was physically abused living with you, then you will have to be careful about your discipline choices. Um, but one thing that, um, you know, my husband and I talk a lot about and something that I kind of realized recently is, and this can be true for bio families as well, but with foster parents, in most cases, we are working to break a cycle. Hmm. Um, and as you're parenting your children, you're also working to heal like generational trauma, which I know happens in bio families as well, but I think is especially prevalent in, you know, families where there's a child in foster care. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, I don't think that that can be done by just, you know, giving the child a nice house and three meals a day and, you know, love. I think it takes like a different kind of work and um, discipline in order to like really um, enact that healing or that change in our children and um, you know we're big believers in you know always connecting with our children and moving away from like a more shame-based approach with our kids and um, so it's it's not easy I think it, it's a lot of work which I know it's parenting is hard for everybody it's work for everybody but um I would say that that's the biggest difference that's really been at the forefront of my mind mm -hmm. uh, most mm -hmm. recently. You know, I want to add this. Uh, you heard me say earlier that that uh, that Lauren is married and fostering. Well, you're a single mom and fostering. Mm -hmm. And I want to clarify this because sometimes you say, well, she has somebody to help her. And I get that. But, but she's also one of the wisest people I know. So, Lauren, just can you give the single mom, can you understand how much more difficult that would be for her? I want to just step into her playing field for a minute. Address the single mom and what that must be like for her. Honestly, I can't imagine um, how difficult that would be. Because you're juggling like so much at one time and, and you don't really get a break. Um, and so I think, I don't know, I guess if I could speak into that at all, which I don't know if I really could. Mm -hmm. But um, just looking for those moments to like have time with your kids, um, even if it's just like five minutes a day and um, just to sit with them and enjoy them um, because like they will know if you're enjoying them, I think. And, and I think that's the best way to connect with them. And I know that's not easy, but um, sometimes what I tell myself is, well, I only have to do this for five minutes or 10 minutes and that makes it easier. So even if it's just five minutes a day, 
um, you know, bedtime or dinner time, yeah. whatever it might be. That's good advice. Would you would you say that a child receives love? It doesn't matter if it's from a single mother or a married mother. That's not the point. It's they're able to receive love. I guess you would agree with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we say that single mom because you have so much to give. Mm-hmm. You know, with that being said, Lauren, do you have any, some, maybe some resources that you have found maybe helpful as a foster parent or as a parent in general? You know, do you have any resources for these moms? Um, yeah, one of my favorite resources, I guess, would be anything related to TBRI, which is the parenting um, technique that we use. It's trust-based relational intervention. TB, what is it? TBRI. TBRI, okay. Mm-hmm. It was developed by Karen Purvis, um, who was absolutely amazing. If you watch any of her videos, she's just like a miracle worker. Um, unfortunately, she's not with us anymore, but, um, and that's, that, that parenting technique is kind of like what I said is really just focusing on connection and it's not as much about enacting behavior change. It's just more about, um, you know, building trust between you and your child. Um, and I wanted to mention a couple of, um, Instagram pages I follow that are super amazing, which I would say if you're a foster mom and you're not following, um, foster the family, you should be because, um, her name is Jamie Finn and she is just so, awesome. She's a believer and her insight and wisdom in her own fostering journey is just so beneficial. Um, and also Jason Johnson is great and he's written a book, maybe a couple of books, but he's also a believer and, um, has a lot of really great wisdom and insight. So we, and we will put all of that in the show notes too, so they can get to that. That would be great. Lauren, um, not a shameless plug, but maybe, uh, you know, arises resources and our ministry inside and out. I want you to speak to the single mom, the foster mom out there. Why should arise be an important part of her life? Um, aside from the fact that we just have a lot of really amazing resources, um, I think, I mean, I can't speak to being a single mom, but I'm sure it's hard to find that advice or um, support from people sometimes. And I think just being able to sit down and read, you know, a blog or watch a video that's maybe just five minutes um, can be kind of life changing. You know, it's kind of amazing what God can do with just five or 10 minutes of your day. Um, And I I will plug the table um, because I think we have that coming out and it's going to be a little bit different than what we've done in the past, but is that a Bible study? That's a Bible uh, study. Yeah. The Bible study we have coming up. Um, I think that will just be a really great opportunity to connect with your kids at a time. I know dinner time for us is like super chaotic because we have a four year old and an almost two year old, but, um, but they love to watch videos. And so, um, you know, just being able to sit down and watch a video that will just be about five minutes and it's the gospel, which, um, I mean, you can't, so you won't feel guilty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. And that's why we created that resource and we called it the table because, I mean, I have five teenagers and you think dinner is chaotic, Lauren. <laughs> like it's a whole new level when ours isn't like throwing your potato. It's like 
repeating something they hired at school and then everyone has an opinion and then it turned into like a political talk and we're like what is happening we were just trying to eat that sounds like fun to me so uh, it's fun but not when it's like every it's time we eat I'm like can we just eat um but I, I got off on saying but the table can be such um an intentional place where they don't even realize it is um and and sometimes I remember struggling and I still do I as a single mom even more I just wanted to sit there and I literally wanted them to just not speak while I ate because I had rushed home from work and I cooked and and so we created this you're right to sit at the table and go hey watch Kelly we hunt our our uh, local children's pastor just bring the Bible to life in some creative ways. So definitely look on our website. There's two ver- uh, two versions of the tables, um, but the newest one is coming out. And I want to say this about the Bible studies. And uh, since we brought it up, I want you to know that at this time, Mel is the coordinator over the Bible study area for Arise. And, and moms, if you have not looked at the Bible studies on our website um, I can guarantee you that, and you, if you don't have time to do the homework, that's fine, even though there is homework if you want it to be in God's Word. But just watching the videos would be transformational. Some of them are like, how long are they? Now, of course, they go up to 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, ones, we have some that are six minutes. Yeah, or, eight minutes. Yeah, like, they're short. Yeah. So you you would so benefit. So per- peruse the website for the Bible studies. I think it'd be a great, great resource. Yeah. And Mel, thank you for what you do at the Bible study area mm-hmm. at this time. Yeah, I'm honored. Okay. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> okay, moms, um, I I was wanting to know, um, perhaps you're wanting to know if there's anything else. I would say to single moms or male, is there anything you'd want to say to single moms before I have a word to say to them? I just keep thinking about, I'm assuming that, I don't even know how to articulate this, that if you ever struggled, Lauren, with like, am I a mom? You know, and I just want to say that, yeah, you're doing the most motherly thing and, and that you are important and being a foster mom or an adoptive mom and a single mom, I'm sure just adds all of these other layers to it. And so lean into the resources that Lauren said and the resources we have, because the foster care resources are going to equip you in that area. And we're going to equip you by encouraging you and telling you that you are a mom and that God's equipped you and that you're doing the most important thing that you will ever do. It doesn't pay well. (laughs) (laughs) Until later. Until later, it may be massively repay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And maybe not, Mm -hmm. you know. um, But I just wanted to say that to them, that they are important and that you are a mother and that every single thing you're doing. And maybe you're in that season where you are just a foster mom and you don't currently have kids. I have a friend that struggles with that. Do I stop coming to these events when Mm -hmm. I am not? Yes, you have a mother's event, heart to the arise mm-hmm. events. Okay. Yeah. Or small groups, mm-hmm. you know, you have a mother's heart. You're, you're called to be a mother. So yeah, you're yes. a mom. Yeah. Lauren, do you have any last thing you would want to tell a single mom this morning or this, when we're doing this podcast, do you have any, maybe last thing you'd want to say that you, that's just on your heart? I think I would say to just kind of take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in like the what ifs about the future, but if you just look at it, one day at a time, you know, it kind of makes it a little bit easier. And 
um, I have to credit my husband for this, but he always says we're all doing the best we can with the resources available Mm. to us. Um, So, you know, we're all doing the best we can each and every day. And Mm. um, yeah. I love that. That's a perfect word. It means so much coming from you since you're fostering children. So I I love that. Well, moms, um, in closing, there are four words I want you to put in your brain, put on a post-it note, put it somewhere to where you say it over and over and over. Four words. I am not alone. I am not alone. Because I want to remind you that God knew from the foundations of the earth before you were even born that you would be in this season. He knew. And so if he knew, then he knows where he's taking you. And you should find great encouragement in that you are not alone. God has always known you would be fostering this child or want to foster this child, that you are not alone in this particular situation. Or if you're not a foster mom, maybe your friend is, and this would be a podcast you might want to pass on to her. But I'm thinking of the fact that one of God's names is El Shaddai. And that name means the all-powerful sustainer. And Mel and Lauren, I need El Shaddai today, the all-powerful sustainer, the one who triumphs over obstacles and things we can't fix and change and reverse. It doesn't matter because he is El Shaddai. And that should be a great encouragement to every single person listening to this podcast of who he is in our lives. You know, I want to close maybe with a few statements. Maybe there are words that you would say in a prayer that you need today, whether you're a foster mom or thinking about it or you're not or you're an adopted mom. But really, it's just for moms in general, whether you're a good, bad, and ugly mom or good, bad, and sticky mom, it doesn't matter. I think all of us could, would want to call out to El Shaddai and say these things. Lord, help me remember that I am doing your work in raising these children. Lord, bless me with your patience and understanding because I need it. Lord, send me your strength. Father, show me what to do. Help me extend your love to these children. God, send me your love. God, help me. Jesus, send your perfect peace to me. I'm a wreck. Lord, help me see this This. Raising them is indeed a sacred thing to raise these children. And Lord, thank you for trusting me with the precious role of caring for this child because I am their caretaker during this season. And I think I will say amen to that. I think as we say those things and pray those things and give our minds space, give your, give your mind stillness and space before the Lord because His presence will fill it and it will empower you as you raise your children. So with that being said today, I want to close with the bottom line is this, that love is never wasted, whether you're a foster mom or whether you're not, love is never wasted. So with that being said, moms, you go your way way today, you keep up the good work, you persevere, and you know that you are valuable. And like I said earlier, you will be rewarded.